Hi everyone, this is Community Soulful, and today we will be speaking with Corey George. He's a crisis and trauma counselor who also specializes in anger management. Today we're going to be focusing on the anger management piece, and we're very lucky to have him on our podcast today. So without further ado, hi Corey, and what is anger management? Well, hi there. First of all, thank you for uh, thank you for offering me this opportunity to talk about this subject that's near and dear. Um, but to put it simple. Um, anger management is taking control of your anger and making it work best for you. Uh, we can see it in two ways. We can use anger to motivate us for change, and we can use anger to help us communicate our needs much better so that way we get those needs met or to identify where some needs may have not been met and get further help so that we can we can be able to further uh, distinguish between am I angry at the event or am I angry at at a reminder that the event is fostering. And now that we know what anger is, can you tell us a few telltale signs that you may have or someone you know is struggling with their anger? Well, some of the things that come off that are that people may may have seen in themselves and others very easily is very quick to, well, very quick to be angry. First of all, if you're angry right away, if your anger excels very, very quickly, that's one thing. If you're always blaming others for a situation, meaning if there's an issue between you and a party of people or you and someone else, someone else is always to blame. If you're quick to be triggered, um, if you look at the response to the anger and it doesn't match and it doesn't match your situation, meaning if you if you get very angry over spilled milk, that's a signal that something's wrong. It's spilled milk. So do you get angry or you just wipe it up? Um, if you're constantly focusing on the negative side of everything, if everything is negative, then you walk into a situation with a negative mindset and a negative energy. So it's quite easy to set one off like that. If you have violent, uh, if you have a an inappropriate, violent or verbal type of reaction to a situation. So for example, unless you are defending yourself, having a violent uh, reaction to anger is usually improper. And sometimes these are things that we're taught. So I also have to tell people, if you're modeled in a way that you believe that anger is expressed through being loud, uh, through being aggressive and being violent, then that's a problem. But sometimes it's not your fault. But once you recognize that it's a trigger for you, then you can work on that. And so and 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 I also want to also say that we talked offline and one and one of the major things that we also have to look at is how do how does our body actually respond to drug use and alcohol use? Um, so if you're a heavy drinker or if, or, or when you drink and you have a negative reaction to a situation, again, you may want to look at how, how your body actually responds with those substances. And finally, if there's mental illness or, or a mental uh, disorder at play, you also have to look at, do I need further help outside of anger management too? That's a, that's a lot of information there and, and really appreciate it. And now that we know a bit about what anger management is, how it manifests, how we can have these signs of showing it, um, how does anger actually affect the relationships that we have with other people? And also, um, how can we still have anger and somehow be successful in the relationships that we want to have? I mean, I know that it manifests and that sometimes we feel like it can be bigger than us. A bit of a yeah. few things that we talked about. And also um, with some of the, the boundaries that you had went over, 
what are some ways that we could utilize techniques in order to make sure that we are optimizing every relationship we have? Well, as we talked offline, um, boundaries are very important. As I discussed with you, boundaries are, are there to keep you safe from me and to keep me safe uh, from you and to make sure that the consequences fit, you know, fit the, that the consequences fit the situation. So if we're having an argument and it's a simple argument, why am I getting loud? Why am I thinking of violence? These are things that we have to think about. Um, and sometimes anger can be seen as something negative because anger is a natural human emotion. Anger itself is a normal human experience, but it's the way that we respond to anger. So it's also adversely um, unhealthy to be quiet in anger because let's say that you, but, but, but let's say that you believe that anger should be quiet, that you're afraid of being loud because that's, because that's what you've seen your mother or father do. So in your mind, you think that you're being healthy by being quiet. But, but unfortunately, when you're holding in anger, that doesn't show you how to be assertive. It also doesn't show you how to communicate your needs. And that unmanaged stress can also cause damage inside your body. So we're talking about hypertension. We're talking about um, high risk for things such as mental illness and disorders uh, in, uh, in the body. So it's very important that we understand that there's a difference between being aggressive with anger and being assertive. So when we look at being assertive, that's just having a way to communicate your needs in a way that is astute and absolute, and that you know what the resolution is that you want from that communication. So when we look at anger management, the simple, well, the, the most central part of anger management is communication. I'm angry. Let me communicate that when I safely can even if that means walking away for a while so you can gather your thoughts and also be in partnership with people who respect your boundaries as well. And Corey, um, before we, we did this for recording, I know that we were talking a bit about boundaries, which you had just gone over, but you also brought up a great point that saying how if somebody's just chasing after you while you're angry and when you need um, time to process things, like they're not good for you. Sometimes, you know, you can meet a person and just not like them and it's not because they're a bad person but they're just not good for you. I really want you to bring that to light and kind of discuss that right there, like power, power boundaries, um, you know, intuition, anger. Uh, can you touch a, touch a bit more on that for me? Absolutely. So, so what I brought up earlier was that when we have a reaction to anger, we feel it in our bodies. Um, unless it is a disruption caused by substance abuse, caused by, uh, caused by a mood disorder, uh, medication or mental illness, we feel it in our bodies. Um, you may get flushed. You may feel a tension in your chest, as you talked about earlier. Um, you start to sweat. You start to palpitate. That's your body saying, "I've reached my limit with that emotion." So let me, so let me take a step back and retreat, but also communicate that. So if you need to walk away, and you're in partnership with somebody, say, "Hey, you know, I feel like I'm getting more. I feel like I'm getting more upset than I." need to be and I and I don't want to have a negative reaction so just give me a minute if that person does not respect that then that's a problem because again your boundaries is there to keep you safe and to keep me safe so if you're forcing me to erode my boundaries then you're forcing me to be unsafe with myself and you so again after that you have to evaluate that partnership and saying I want to keep you healthy love is there to keep you healthy so whether it's friendship family uh you know or a lover ask them, do you want us to stay safe? And if so, what are you willing to help me with? And what do I need to help you with in order for us to stay safe in our communication? Because again, anger is not 
a bad emotion. It's the way that we show it. And again, anger, uh, but anger can also foster that communication and saying, after I'm angry, can we have a conversation about why I was angry? How can we fix that issue? Because me talking about it while I'm angry won't work. How can we come to a resolution to hopefully th that thing doesn't happen again? But again, going back to the, to the first part of the conversation, if your anger is sponsored by past trauma, past pain, unresolved issues, you may need additional counseling to overcome that. So that way that can help you manage those emotions with this new person or this new group of people because they can't, they, because they usually can't either understand or help you resolve those past issues. I do like that. I like how you bring up the point where it's, am I angry at you or am I angry at something that I've went through that I haven't healed from that I'm taking out on you. And yeah. um, that is super, super important. But when it comes to anger and, you know, now that we're getting more towards the, am I angry at you or is it something that I've went through? Is, is anger something that we can overcome? Is it something that can just maybe go away or people outgrow or they just learn to live with? Or is anger something that you really just need to learn how to manage? Can you speak to- yeah, so you said it best. Um, anger is anger is a manageable emotion if you have the wherewithal to do so. Um, as I said at least twice, anger is a natural human emotion, like sadness, like joy, happiness, you know, you know, uh, confusion. Those are natural emotions. So we should not encourage anybody to suppress those emotions, but but to also explore them, because I because I like people to have their full human experience. You should feel safe around me if you're upset. You should feel safe to tell me, Corey, I'm upset. Even if it's not with me, I should make you feel safe enough and comfortable enough to say, I'm having a human experience. Can you welcome that? So anger itself, you know, but depending on what the source is, it is manageable. Um, can you just get by with anger management counseling? So, and so in my services, what I do with anger management counseling, there's a screening I do. So I also have a counselor background that helps as well. So I do a screening. So before I take you in for services, I can screen to see if anger management is the most appropriate service for you. So I may say you may need a different level of service than anger management that I that 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 I can offer in this more intensive counseling. But and also we have to also understand that anger management is something that can be very, very forced. So let's say you're on probation, or let's say that you get mad at the job and they say in order for you to hold on to your job, you need 16 hours of anger management. So I face the issue where some of my clients are there by force. So I already have resistance. So my job is, yeah. So my job is to welcome them and say, Hey, I know that you, you feel forced, you know, to be here, but you were sentenced or you were sent here for a reason. So why don't we explore the reasons why you, why they feel that you should be here. And you tell me your truth about that. And sometimes what happens is they tell me a story that has nothing to do with why they were sent there, but again, old stuff. And I kind of make them comfortable to say, I want you to feel like a full human being in my services because I don't think you're here for the incident that sparked it. I think you're here for something else. Let's explore that. And then we understand it's an unfolding. And so I think, again, when someone is angry, it could be the fact that they don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. So they're fighting all the time just to be seen. That's sometimes where anger lives because please see me. I'm used to being in an environment where I feel like I'm minimized. Please hear me. So sometimes it's a begging and it comes out the wrong way. 
I do love that that um, there are so many great things that you just said. Um, when someone's angry, they're fighting to be heard and they're fighting to be seen sometimes. Um, that also when you feel something, you realize it um, as a human experience and you welcome it because how many times do I get angry and I say, I don't have time for this today? Um, mm-hmm. How many times do I get upset and say, this person I'm just going to avoid because they make me, they constantly make me feel upset. And sometimes, you know, I just, I, and probably other people, but I'm only going to speak for myself because this Mm -hmm. is my podcast, but we feel something. And then instead of welcoming it, we almost like want to get rid of it. Like, oh, I, oh, and not go through it. And then, and then you can't move on. Right. So, so then with that, you say, okay, tell me your truth. Like, this is why they put you here. Why do you think you're here? And I really love that. Um, I think that that speaks a lot to, to the, to the crisis part of you, the, the crisis. Council yeah. Yeah. You, um, I do, I do really like that. And just to wrap up, my last question would be if someone was listening to this podcast and they're struggling with anger or they're considering going to anger management, seeking a counselor such like yourself, what best piece of advice would you provide to them? Um, uh, I would say a couple of things. Um, the first thing is understand that we're here to hear you. Um, yes, we have a service, but our job is to understand the, I guess, the underlying issues that's you know, going on because you can, because we know that you're coming here for something, but my approach is let me hear you first, because perhaps this is your first time being heard. I want to give you the privilege of uh, being a full human in my presence. And secondly, it's a process. I may give you tools. That doesn't mean the tools will work right away. That means with the repetition and certain things may not work. So you may need the breathing exercises or you may need to walk away or you may need to count to 10, but whatever works for you, you don't know until you try and be open-minded that every tool you get just may not be your thing, but something will work for you. And if you believe something will work for you, it is, it is highly likely you'll find something that works for you and it, and that will affect your whole life. So for example, if you learn how to communicate your needs when you're not angry, well, when you're angry, just imagine how much you can actually communicate your needs when you're not angry. So that way you don't get angry because they already know what you need. So you see how that works? It's like, I'm helping you to deal with the anger, but I'm also giving you life skills to also communicate when, when you're in your natural emotions. That way, perhaps you don't get angry as much because people already know what you need. I do, I do really, really, really appreciate that point. So just learning how to communicate when you're at your highest of your highs will just help throughout everything else and, and the rest will follow. Um, thank you so much, Corey, for being a part of today's podcast. It really means a lot that you were able to come on. Um, I know that you wear plenty of different hats and um, <laughs> really appreciate your expertise here today. Um, your handle on Instagram is Corey George Cares, which couldn't be more spot on to who you are from, from our conversation. Um, and just wanted to ask you here today, um, if somebody is looking for an anger management counselor or crisis and trauma counselor, is it absolutely okay that they go and follow you on Instagram or find you? Absolutely. Uh, so as you said, so my screen name is very important. I had to find something that, um, that truly spoke to who I was with, with my work. Um, and, um, and so if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's the same name as Corey George Cares. You can contact my website, which is CoreyGeorge.com. You'll find out about my background, about my training and about 
And you'll find out actually what motivated me to get in the field of counseling and the field of anger management and learn more about my motivations as to why I do the work I do, because I call it my soul work. This is what I love. Um, my goal is to help people become better for themselves first so they can then affect other people in a positive way. Yeah. And like you had said earlier, you love talking about things that matter. And, you know, you're just one thing I can say is just being with you today, you've really just been probably one of my best podcasts um, to date. And I really um, just absolutely appreciate it. And can you just confirm your handle on everything is Corey George Cares? Yes, ma'am. And thank you for the opportunity because I know that you could have picked anyone. I don't think that I'm the uh, that I'm the top of anything. I do know that I'm passionate about my purpose. So if that is what shines, then I've done my job. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you.